Warning, you are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records. But I hadn't been forgotten, I'd do. I've been married a long time ago. Same <laughs> A girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> You're beautiful. Hello, welcome to episode number 20 of Broken Records, Search for the Worst Album of All Time. My name's Stephen Hill. I'm joined by Renfrey Deadman, my co-host. Hello, Renfrey. How are you? Hello. Bit I'm feeling... A smile on your face. little smirk. A little oh. smirk on your face. I'm feeling f- 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 funky, so, you know. Uh, yes, uh, I'm, I'm in a great mood. Um, we're about to do a very interesting record um, on, on this episode of Broken Records, one which I think does deserve to be here, but um, mm-hmm. but also one that brings an awful lot of joy to our hearts i think it's fair to say yes it does it's lovely being able to think back to when we recorded this particular episode of the show because basically um if you listen to our weekly alternative music review show riot act this is part of the riot act network broken records um this is from a segment that we used to do on the show uh, where we would try and find the worst album ever made we've compiled a list based on various criteria from the commercial standing of it the uh, reputation in, from critics or fans or whatever um and basically we had a big load of records and every week we used to pick one of them giving it its own show that's what you're listening to right now and this week we're going to be talking about the 1989 hip-hop solo record by dd king aka dd ramone from the ramones um this was first released as part of episode 103 of riot act which came out on the 24th of july 2020 and oh renfrey we didn't really know what to expect from this record but it's one of them rare times where, like I say, this record does deserve to be here in terms of is this a good record? No, it's clearly not a good mm. record. But it ended up being something which, we, you know, sometimes we do this and we're like, for fuck's sake. And sometimes it's just great. It's just a great thing to be able to listen to music that you haven't heard before and go, wow, that's... That exists. <laughs> yeah, that that's exists. Different. It's yeah. Yeah. different. It's kind of it's definitely different and Mm. this is one of those times where we were kind of pleasantly surprised by a thing so um without further ado we're going to throw over just before i do i should say if you like listening to the show please listen to us every every friday on riot act you can go to patreon.com forward slash riot act podcast and sign up for extra exclusive content if you'd like to do that we would very much appreciate that but this is us talking about standing in the spotlight by the one and only Didi Ramone, aka Didi King. Hippity, hoppity, hoppity, hop. It's broken <laughs> records. Um, this week we're talking about Standing in the Spotlight by Didi King, released in March 1989. I couldn't find an exact release date. It is the first solo album from Didi King, aka Didi Ramone from the Ramones. The former Ramone bassist goes rap. Um, Deedee Ramone Renfrey, what a lunatic. If ever you've seen the end of the century uh, Ramones documentary, which, which I have, you should. I have. As it's Wonderful really documentary. Yep. You will see that Deedee Ramone is um, what <laughs> quite boring people like to call a bit of a character. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a bit. Yeah. He is a bit of a character, isn't he, yeah. Deedee Ramone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Fascin- now, a fascinating, um, fascinating character. Uh, yeah, a fascinating character. So, I mean, I love the Ramones. I really do love the Ramones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say, I'm really only interested in their musical output up until about 1982. Yeah. Uh, to be perfectly honest. Um, they've got some cool songs after that, but really, mm-hmm. I've got had my sort of fill of the Ramones by that, but that's the peak time, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm not the only person, I think, who feels like that, especially at the time. In the late 80s, uh, with the stock of his band falling, Dee Dee Ramone got into rap music during a stint in rehab. Um, he came out and released the standalone single Funky Man in 1987, which all of you listening to this need to hear. <laughs> it's not on this record, but Funky Man. Have you heard? Did you have you heard Funky I've heard Man? Funky Man, yes, yes, yes. For 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 Funky. <laughs> um, it's really funny. <laughs> uh it, it, it's it's so just i mean it sounds weird hearing it today but i can only imagine being a punk rock fan and hearing dd Dee Dee ramone going oh, i me. like to rock i like to rap oh now i'm gonna go down the shop <laughs> like <laughs> back back in 1987 what is he doing <laughs> what is he doing yeah. um yeah yeah this is a I mean, fascinating record. A great isn't it? one. This is a fascinating. Oh, it really it's is. It's a fascinating uh, record. Um, so Dee Dee Ramone, right. so enamoured with rap music that he used to start playing live with the Ramones in full rap man regalia. Did you know <laughs> rap this? Rap man regalia. I didn't know this. No, much to the annoyance of his bandmates. Now, mainly Johnny, I Dee believe, Dee, wasn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, Johnny. Uh, really who doesn't like Johnny, anyone yeah. stepping out of line. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, can you imagine you're in the Ramones and you've made a career out of wearing white T-shirts, jeans and black leather black, jackets. Yeah, yeah. And up comes Dee Dee Ramone in like... Gold bling chains. Know, gold bling chains and a wife beater <laughs> and a backwards baseball cap. And they're like, no, mate, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they were annoyed and thus set in motion the departure of DD from the band Warner Brothers gave DD a 25,000 pound advance to record his debut album. Yes. Surely on the strength of Funky Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I've got a little bit more background to that. Um I mean 25 we have to bear in mind $25,000. I mean god this depressed me to a degree cuz can you imagine what Black Peaks would do with $25,000. Can you imagine what Palm Reader would do with $25,000? Obviously, speaking in yeah. 2020, $25,000 to make a record is an insane amount of money. But we should point yeah. out that in 1989, $25,000, the producer of this record, Daniel Ray, and I'll be going back to him quite a bit, um, yeah. described that as lunch money. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and Warner Brothers effectively, people were, you know, people at Warner were really, really. Um, felt very protective over DD. I think most people felt really protective over DD, and you can kind of see yeah. that when you see end of the century. End of the century, um, mm. and basically, they wanted to give him something to do to occupy his time uh, between Ramones records after he got out of rehab. Because I think I th- yeah. the the impression that I get is they were scared that he was going to go back and score you know, uh, score drugs if he if he wasn't occupied with something creative. So I think that Warner Brothers effectively gave him 25 grand to make a record to distract him. Yes. That's the impression. And, off, 
and off he went to Chunking Studios, where the likes of Run DMC, LL Cool J, and the Beastie Boys uh, had all recorded recent material. Um, the album, so it's been said, Daniel Ray has, has said that this is rather than being recorded like a hip hop album using hip hop production techniques, it was basically recorded like a rock album. Uh, much of the writing was done at Ray's home away from the studio after the album had been worked on all day. Debbie Harry came along to do some backing vocals on the record, yeah. thus lending it some much-needed hip-hop cred. Um, <laughs> she does sound great, though. She sounds great. She does. She sounds great on opening song, Mashed Potato Time. Yes, yes. the opening song she is does. called Mashed Potato Time. <laughs> so I can't find many reviews from the time. Um, All Music gave it 3 out of 10. Uh, it says, D.D. Ramone standing in the spotlight will go down in the annals of pop culture as one of the worst recordings of all time, which, of course, makes it one hell of a great collector's item. D.D. plums the depth of stupidity for this record musically, hip-hop done in some sort of off-rhythm samba beat and lyrically. And our old mate Robert Christigou oh, there he is. gave it a C, mm. but said, but D.D., we German-Americans believe in grammar. You're not the baddest rapper in Whitestone, Queens. You're the worst rapper in Whitestone, Queens. So Robert Criscu is not just a wanker. He's a grammar Nazi wanker as well. <laughs> uh, fuck off, mate. Um, there are plenty of user reviews from various different websites, yeah. um, from kind of all music. I bet and, there are, yeah. uh, Sputnik and every other type of, you know, Amazon, whatever that you can find. And, most of them are kind of weirdly less than compliment. Well, I say weirdly are less than complimentary to the record, but it has a lot of comparisons to stuff like The Room by Tommy Wiseau, yeah. the, the movie. Uh, a lot of kind of it's so bad that it's good rhetoric. I mean, he starts the record by going, "Who wants to rock? Who wants to rap?" It's like something from Sesame Street. It is. Um, it is. It's Sesame Street hip hop. It's Sesame Street hip hop. Yeah, the first lyric, it's time to rock, it's time to rap, it's time for the mashed potato attack. <laughs> it's insane. So it's insane. Um, what do we think about this? After two weeks of absolute joyless, horrible, cynical, terrible, nasty, dull, boring music made by crap human beings god love fucking Didi ramon for coming in and on like a, he feels like just a breath of fresh air yeah um this album i'm gonna i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a tiny bit more background just because i found a fantastic uh feature on this record on clairvoyant.com i don't know if you saw that um no i didn't actually they said uh, they, I, I'm, I'm going to quote from it quite a lot just because I think they summed it up really, really nicely, actually. And I think that they have a similar view to us because we've spoken about this a little. It's very difficult for us to not speak about the broken records on the phone before we do them. We do try not to talk about the records before we do them. But when it comes to yeah. the broken records, it's usually like, oh, my God, can you believe this? Um, but they open their feature saying when an album is described as like nothing you've ever heard before, that usually means it's either a transcendent success or an unprecedented failure. Standing in the spotlight by D.D. King may be both. While it would be disingenuous to try and sell the record as objectively good, there's something undeniably compelling about it. 100% agree. Um, we both uh, were... You called me halfway through me listening to this record and I was almost in... I was in fits of giggles. I mean, I could barely speak to you properly for a, for a minute or so because I'd been listening to this yeah. album. 
Um, it's really, really lovely to get a record on broken records. You know, absolutely 100%. This is objectively not a good record. Objectively, this is a bad album. But the joy that it brought me, especially after Theory of a Dead Man, uh, Uncle Cracker, you know. It, I, I, I Methods of mayhem. Methods yeah. of mayhem, you know. I <laughs> There's a weird part of me that loves this record even though it's terrible <laughs> and and it, i think it's because dd <laughs> well okay dd cannot rap to save his life it, it it's kind of i mean there's the <laughs> in the first song he says i'm the master of hip hop um and, and <laughs> he has no flow he has no style he kind of sounds like you're drunk very white grandfather attempting to rap at a wedding um he makes anthony kiedis sound like killer mike you know but it's so charming it's so charming his kind of um false sense of grandeur uh, the delusion of grandeur he has it, it Sometimes, you know, sometimes when often we talked about artists who have delusions of grandeur and quite, quite in quite a uh, uh, ferocious manner. But with Didi, it's really I think it would be a really shitty thing to be like, this is awful. This is dreadful. And just tear it apart. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's it's so oh, charming. I find it really hard to hate this record. Yeah, same. I mean, it's clearly rubbish. Yes, yes. And it feels like it's been entirely conceived by the brain of a child. Do you know what I mean? It's got this kind of childlike yes. wonderment to it. Yes. Right. There's a, there's a song I mean, which is about learning to surf by a, mer a mermaid teaching Dee Dee how to surf. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> which is called, yes. which is called commotion in the ocean. <laughs> it's brilliant. I mean, like I said, we've covered some really horrible, calculated, cynical albums in this section of the show. And this is just not one of them. No, Do you know what I mean? All. This is not someone jumping on the hip hop bandwagon. He loves hip hop. I mean, this is a sound, if you're being a right harsh cunt, you could say this is a sound of naivety and ignorance. Right? Yeah. But even then, there's nothing really to despise about this record. It's just a bit naff. Yeah. Because Dee Dee Ramone is a person. Yeah. God love him. It's a bit naff. I mean, it would be like a toddler coming up to me and going, I've drawn a picture of Bonjour and me going, she's got seven legs, you fucking idiot. And then ripping it up in front of it. Uh, you not going, oh, you did a picture of Bonjour. Oh, you did, yeah, I love Bonjour. Like, do you know what I mean? If my mate's kids came around and went, oh, look, they love Bonjour. They've drawn a picture of them. And me going, it doesn't look fuck all like her, you <laughs> stupid little prick, right? I totally I'd be agree. A horrible, I'd be a horrible person to do that. Yeah. And I can't, you know, it's your dad rapping in it. I used to live in Berlin. Give me some skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. It's your, it's your dad rapping. That song, by the way, is called German Kid. Oh yeah, and he and he raps in German on that song as well, which is a yeah. thing to behold. Yeah. That's incredible. I, I mean, I didn't write any of that, but it is like Guten Morgen, Guten Tag. Ich bin ein Fräulein Tag. Like, you know, it's absolutely rubbish it's you know oh. and it's shit like the crusher is surely about rocky four he's just talking about how he doesn't want to f he's got to fight a russian fighter go back to russia go back home don't want to get a broken bone <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah and he even name checks he even name checks um he even name checks funky man yes. in that uh he goes, i don't want to get hurt and sand 
uh, I wish I just sung funky. <laughs> like what? Those are two options. You either have a fight or do your original single. Like it's, I mean, there's a beautiful simplicity to this record. It feels really innocent. It's unbelievably dopey. Unbelievably dopey. Um, you called it, you, on the phone of, earlier, you called it beautifully naive, which I think is a really wonderful yeah. phrase for this record. Unbelievably beautifully naive. Yeah. And it's got, you know, bits of doo-wop, which the Ramones yeah. did before. There are some like punk songs, which is just, but with him rapping over the yes. top of them. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but the best, the best ones are like too much to drink, oh, where it's drink. like it's full full-blown rap and he's like i've had too much to drink and it's one i mean <laughs> the amazing thing that no one dd you know rappers like you have to kind of mix up your flow a little bit because yeah. if it's not a flow it's not really a flow if you're not flowing yeah. but everything is i went to do something here <laughs> then i did something there <laughs> i know there it's like you're like a tr it's like a, like a train track it's not like rap it's not a flow it's like something falling down the stairs like you can't you can't do this i feel i mean, I, mean I feel like i understand hip-hop more than dd ramone did at the time i'm not i'm did. not claiming that he didn't love it i do think he genuinely loved it but you know oh, yeah definitely and we've talked about how cack-handed i am when i come to hip-hop quite a lot i mean i'm beginning to learn but i'd still you know kind of there are parts on this record where i go i think i could have done a better job of that and i'm no, i'm no run dmc you know um oh man yeah um there are there, there's some lovely moments on it. Um, Baby doll, I thought was really sweet actually. A mm. ballad about yeah. Dee Dee's wife, um, and yeah. he doesn't do too much of the rapidy raps on that. So I thought that was quite good. No. Um, I mean this 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 whole record. I mean actually, that might have been made up for the bit in Funky Man where he says like, "I want to thank God" or something. I've got a nice blonde bird in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, don't think that's God, mate. That's just someone feeling a bit sorry for you. But, you know, fair play. You know, did, did you ever see that sketch? Watch the sh show. Is it um, Look Around You? Yeah, I'm rapping. Uh, I'm rapping. <laughs> I'm rapping. I'm rapping. Rap I'm rap rapping. Yeah, so there's so look around you is like a kind of um, mock to uh, tomorrow's world kind of thing. Uh, was it yeah. late 90s, early noughties? Uh, it was sort of, yeah, it was about 2005. Yeah, Peter Serif, Serif Aranovich is in it. Serif Aranovich, thank you. And um, oh god, there's a whole bunch of uh, Simon Pegg's in it, isn't he? There's a whole Simon Pegg's in it a little bit. Yeah. A lot of people are in it. Uh, Rebecca Front, yeah, Rebecca Front, well. yeah. That yeah. kind of crowd. It's really, really good if you've not seen it. And uh, yeah, they they do this kind of skit. It's set in the seventies, and they're talking about oh, this new music called hip hop and then they a gentleman does, does a terrible terrible you know rap uh, and it's fucking hilarious i'm rapping i'm rapping i'm rap rap rapping the quality of this record is exactly the same quality as that sketch is <laughs> <laughs> exactly the same and yet it is. and yet it is. it is so joyful it's joyful it's really it's just a lot it's a really lovely record <laughs> in a way i mean this is a couple of a few weeks ago we did the william shatner record uh the transformed man and that I think that was the only broken record that we said to people, you should probably listen to it because it's so like you will have never heard anything like it before. I am wholeheartedly asking every single one of you to listen to this album because I think it will bring you loads of joy. Um, it's just not very good. Um, I kind of mentioned the uh, Jamaican sled bob team uh, brilliantly captured in Cool Runnings the film cool runnings <laughs> yeah. you know it's that kind of like oh bless them for having a go 
kind of thing, you know? Um, and yeah, God bless you, Dee Dee. Like, it's absolutely... This isn't it. It's, he's, he's Eddie the Eagle Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He yeah. can't really do this, yeah. but he's going to do it anyway. Yeah. And it's, it's, fucking, it's fucking funny. It's a funny, like, I, I'm not entirely convinced that he really believed he was, like you know krs1 or anything do you know what i mean no. i think he just really liked it and went yeah i'm gonna do that that's, that's wicked i like this and then didn't really think about how that was gonna go down mm. uh if you like but yeah man i mean seriously this record is fucking funny and when it comes to putting it in the because it is cr- i mean the thing is it's crap <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? it's naff but it's just Oh, there's just... The, I mean, it, there's just two... I don't know where to put this. I don't know where to put it either. I mean, let me just... I'm just going to read two things from the Clairvoyant um, piece, which I really, really wanted to get in here. So these are both courtesy of Greg Gordon. Greg Gordon was the engineer on the record. Um, and he was talking about uh, Debbie Harry's involvement on it, on uh, Mashed Potato Time. And she does a bit of backing vocals on German Kid as well. Um, it's actually Debbie Harry's on it and Chris. Oh damn, who's the guitarist in Blondie? Chris something or other. I oh, fuck, I can't remember um, his name at all. But anyway, no. Greg Gordon says Debbie's vocals took maybe fifteen minutes, and Chris played "Ride of the Valkyries" really slowly over German Kid. I remember him cracking up that it was going to work. We did a crazy remix of that song with a lot of samples from the producers, so we had Dee Dee rapping over "Springtime for Hitler." It was so outlandish and it exploded (laughs) and it exploded into a German boys choir. And the label was like, no way are we putting this out. That was the only time where we used traditional hip hop techniques. (laughs) I am dying to hear that. I am dying to hear Dee Dee Ramone rapping over springtime for Hitler. I am dying to hear it. I really, really want to hear that badly. Can someone please re-release this record? Like, I don't know, like a 40th anniversary re-release or something like that. Yeah, that would be And just just put that on as a bonus track because I am dying to hear that. Um, But finally, just to sum up the record, I mean, I think this is the last thing that Greg Gordon says in that feature, but I think this sums it up really, really nicely. Uh, He said, making it was absolutely joyful. I feel really fortunate to make records and whatever feeling is in the room ends up going into the record. And that record was a positive support of somebody's life. DD wanting to do something better than go down the tubes. It was a good energy on that record, a very DD record. You can't call it the worst hip hop record of all time because I don't think it is a hip hop record. It's the best DD King rap record. I imagine when the Ramones came out, people thought it was the worst rock and roll record ever made. I mix Bring the Noise, often called the best hip hop record. If DD is the worst hip hop record, then I've got the spectrum covered. And I thought that was a really <laughs> nice sentiment and sums it yeah, up quite well, good. really. I think it sums it up mm. quite well. In terms of where do we put it, fucking hell. Well, um, just to say as well, Dee Dee uh, left the Ramones shortly after the album, about yeah. six months after the album was released, embarked on a series of rather ill-fated projects, including playing with notorious asshole Gigi Allen oh, um, God, for a little yeah, bit. He also that, yeah. released four more solo albums up until the year 2000 and then died uh, sadly of a heroin overdose in 2002. Yeah. The only time he returned to stage with the Ramones was for their final ever show mm. in 1996. So it's, you know... A, a sort of sad end to to Dee Dee Ramone. Oh, really sad. Um, yeah, really sad. Um, and it is it is a shame. And I and I just don't feel I don't feel any kind of hostility towards this record at all. I just don't. And like I say, in terms of where to put it, I mean, sticking it with William Shatner feels like 
the the place that it should go really they feel like kind of two peas in a pod remind me where shatner is steve i don't have it so in front of me. Sh- william shatner is just behind lauren hill's mtv 2.0 unplugged mm. and just in front of bush's black and white rainbows now we've got that little gap of bush the enemy dirty vegas viva brother mm. and theory of a dead man who are all just really Oof. bland Oof. really boring and i don't think we can put that in Absolutely there not. and then you've got stuff which is Lauren Hill, Liz Fair, Lou Reed, Lou Reed and Metallica, Bob Dylan, which do have some sort of mm. artistic merit to it. Mm. As much as I love Dee Dee and I think this is good, um, it's not got a lot of artistic merit to it. And I mm. think putting it above stuff like Lulu mm. or Lauren Hill's MTV Unplugged feels <laughs> like a little bit too much. So um, I'm proposing, I actually prefer it to William Shatner's A Transform Man. I was going to so say I the would same put thing. it above. I would put it above Shatner's The Transformed Man in between Shatner and Lauren Hill. Yeah, I, I think I agree. Uh, the amount of joy that I got out, I, I think this is definitely the the best worst album we've done in, in the sense of joy that you get out of it. You know, me, me you and I both have um, our, both think Lulu's a better record than a lot of people give it credit for, but there's nothing joyous about that record um no. this i just felt like i was having a brilliant time listening to it and you know it's yeah. funny you you said to me that um i asked for a little bit more time uh to recording the show today because i wanted to uh, listen to a couple of records one more time and you were like i think i might go back to that dd king record just for fun <laughs> and yeah. i think i might go back to it as well because i just yeah. think it's i mean it, fucking in t- hilarious in terms of in terms of like stuff that I would listen to that we've got left from this, uh, this 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 whole broken records thing, mm. I mean, there's plenty on self portrait. I think if you're in the mood, you could probably listen to Lulu or Metal Machine music. Mm. There's some all right stuff on Liz Fair. Yeah. Certainly some good stuff on Lauren Hill's MTV yeah. Unplugged. Yeah. And I think the only other one, apart from occasionally if you want to go, oi, listen to William Shatner doing fucking whatever mad shit he's doing. <laughs> this would be one where you'd go, I, I wouldn't even pick a bit out of this. I'd probably no, this say, play. It might be the only one where I've gone, yeah, you can play the whole thing yeah. and it's worth listening to. It's only 34 Mental. minutes. It's only 34 minutes. It's not very long. Um, and, uh, you know, it's never boring because, it, I mean, no. you're, you're too busy laughing at it for it to be boring. But, you know, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's never boring. Uh, and yeah, you know, like, like I say, you know, as soon as a song comes up about a commotion to the ocean about swimming lessons with a mermaid, you're just like, or fighting a Russian. Yeah, <laughs> Rocky Four, Rocky Four, the song. It's just, it's mad. It's mad. I, I, it, it's, it's a, a strange kind of genius. It is. Um, and it needs to be added to. This is going to be hard to follow. Mm. I have picked one out of the hat, Renfrey. Okay. I'm going to turn around and see what it is now. Oh. <laughs> Mick Jagger's Primitive Cool. Oh, okay. So Mick Jagger goes into Broken Records along with many of his mates (laughs) next week. Um, He's mates with Uncle Cracker and uh, Methods of Mayhem, I'm pretty sure. Um, So there you go. We'll be talking about Mick Jagger's Primitive Cool next week. Hooray! Hooray for an album that we both sort of liked. Sort of. King standing in the spotlight. Sort of like, I mean, sort of, yeah. I do like it. I do like it. Uh, even, it's not very, it's not very good, but I nope. do like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate that. As you see, Mick Jagger. Um, Mick Jagger, man. I've never done Mick Jagger and I probably shouldn't. I just attempted it then because no. it wasn't very good. <laughs> Mick Jagger's Primitive Cool, episode 21. That's over there, available right now, wherever you get your podcast from. You can hear us talking about that record, but this is a bit of a highlight. Episode 20, DD King. Very, very nice indeed. Um, thank you very much for listening. Listen to us on Riot Act. 
every Friday talking about great music. Go over to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash right act podcast, and we will see you in one of those many guises. Wherever you choose to find us, we'll be there for you. See you next time.